The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, Old School Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Jay, for the break, uh, listening to Bill Bush on the station, listening to Kenny Wilhite on the station, and several of the conversations in play, right. listening to Rashawn and Farley talk about you know the transfer portal and what it does, and it's, it, it's multifaceted in its effect and cause and effect. Right. Why you're in the transfer portal looking for defenders, what you need specific to your scheme, right? and then how long it takes you to become acclimated. Just depends on the player. I mean, it, it, there is a transition period, everybody. Um, you know, I consider myself a pretty good student of the game, even when, in, you know, um, I went to Houston, which, you know, um, so when I got drafted, we ran a 3-4, which is more like, I, I call it a static 3-4, you know, it's zero technique, two fives, and some, you know, we played a little bit of reduced front. And then we, then the, in my fourth year, Greg Williams came in and we ran a 4-3 front. Same stuff, but a little different. I want you to go back a second, though. So in describing two fives and, and, and a lesser front. Right. That's specific to the coaches and how they felt about the talent that was in play, right? Yeah, D- Buffalo definitely drafted to it, and that's the same thing you have to do. You're essentially drafting players out of the transfer portal or acquiring them or whatever you want right? to call Trades, it. Right, trades, offseason, that's yeah, what it is. It's the same thing. You're just yep. playing a little bit lower level of NFL <laughs> monopoly, per se, or right. whatever you want to call it. Right. And so the biggest thing, if you're looking at a player um, – and it, well, back to myself. So, any, so then I transferred to, or then I got traded to Houston. Mm-hmm. So you got to think. Uh, so I started out three years, was pretty successful in the three four 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 three. Um, took me a little. I'll be honest, it took me a little while to under to to really come to like. And I was there all off season, went through training camp. Like I didn't really feel like I let loose. You know when I really felt like I let loose is when I, my uh, Miles. Uh, well, I forget the linebacker coach came up to me and he was like. I was the starter, but then they were like, he was like, hey, you know, they think about playing this dude. And then I went out there in like Pittsburgh and just like bump it. And I just yeah. destroyed everybody. Yeah. And then after that, then I then my, you know, give a crap factor mm-hmm. went out the window. But it, it was it well, was freed you up. It did. It freed you up. But then, but the thing is, the way that Greg Williams and Jerry Gray or the Tennessee Titans when they had uh, Javon Curse the freak. The way that they ran coverages slowed me down. Now, and Jerry Gray kept telling me, once you get the basics down to where it's like when you roll out of bed, it will be like 
like the, the sun shining through the clouds. It took me. I remember when it was we played at we played out at San Diego. It it was like that. What next week? Didn't really play particularly well out there, and then but I learned from there. And then at toward that second half, I was like, oh yeah, okay, I I I, I get it. The aha moment, right? Where but it I'm, slows five, down. I'm five games into the season, into my contract year. Um, then I go to Houston. R three four is is a little bit more of the original Blitzburg zone blitz. That's four three fronts. Mm-hmm. Now the fronts were fine because I just came from a four three, but then the coverages actually were probably a little bit more what I did in college because we ran Panther in, in Steeler Week, and so we were running a lot of that because our coaches went there. But then we ran a little bit more of the coverages that that we did when I was under Wade Phillips and Ted Cottrell. Was and it wasn't hard for you to learn this the 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 theory behind it you had to learn the verbiage the verbiage the technique <laughs> the communication the checks yeah. when you check and how you check and 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 then so we had vic fangio who was more I along love, i love vic right but this, <laughs> but this is you you like vic now yeah so hold on, and, and vic was great no don't get me wrong yeah. but vic learned i'm telling you how vic became one of the best defenses. he won't he might not say it but i i not tracked it but i kind of watched it because I knew about him when he was at Indy, when Indy's defenses were struggling. Mm-hmm. And then he always was a Dom Caper disciple. Yep, yep. And so when he came to Houston, he was a defensive coordinator. And I remember talking to actually Christian Peter and Rob Morris, who was a linebacker from BYU. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me the things he liked and didn't like. Mike Peterson as well, who, you know, we I knew each other. He's like, his schemes are great, but it's a lot. He puts in a lot. And that's what he did in Houston. He put in a lot, a lot. There was a time that where – when we were, I never forget we were playing Pittsburgh. We had, you know, the zone blitz set one way. If the fullback goes just to the guard, it's one, one, one blitz. If he goes to the tackle, it's another. So you're actually calling checks and blitzes as you're blitzing the quarterback. And different all, motions, like, different <laughs> motions, and you got to do all this while yeah. taking on Alan Fanica, who's 330 pounds and is trying to destroy you. Gorilla. But, and, the, and, the real, <laughs> and the realization that it was a, it was. It it was fine with me. It was actually I got caught on a high, hot mic from a ref, uh-huh. and then, so my dad w- heard it and uh-huh. stuff like that. He's like, "Dude, you guys are calling plays as you're running in there." Now, how does that convert to your quite original question? Is college football? You have to make sure that the guy when you're value. This is just my opinion, mm-hmm. and take it for a grain of salt. When you're looking at Derek Pearson to play or O'Shawn Mathis to play in a certain position, and this is what's always funny about coaches. You see him doing one thing, and you see him being successful. Then he comes here, and then you're asking him to do something totally different than what he's used to. So now he's learning a new defense. Or first of all, he's in a new city, Mm -hmm. new team, new situation, heightened pressure, new defense, new scheme, checks, and then the – And Fort Worth and Lincoln are uh, not the same. And new responsibilities (laughs) on the field. They are not the same. And if you and if you get and if you ever see a guy out there kind of looking like he's still he's like he's running and he's but he's in slow motion and his mind's going faster than his body and that's what it looked like and and that's the best way if you could look at guys where they were in a three three five now look, try to get as much tape that you're evaluating them in those in those type of fronts or potential three three five looks that you're looking looking how they move you know can he drop you know can he can he you know can he rush the passer you know standing up. Or is he better with his with his, with his with his hand in the ground and how many years you have it? Because if you have a guy that has three years of eligibility left, well, then you know you can be a little bit – you can deal with uh, – give him a little bit and add on to it. But if you have a guy that's one year, 
you got to really just focus in on what he does well so it can pay dividends for you. And again, like basketball we talked about and football, get the most out of your roster. Trey Palmer, okay? Mickey knew him in and out. He knew him since he was like 12 years old. He knew what he was made of. He knew he was going to take advantage of the opportunity. But what could Trey Palmer do? Take the top off of defense. He can run routes and he can catch it. And he's going to play with some swagger and he's going to be tough. Well, I, we don't need him to. We don't need him to be Wandell. We don't need you back there running, the, you know, kind of option or running in between tackles. And that's why it paid off because you 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 saw what he could do. You saw what Marcus Washington can do. And if you want an example of a guy that had his aha moment, it was a little bit later in the season where Marcus Washington became more consistent. You know, he had the case of the drops early because he's probably out there trying to run perfect routes. Am I really supposed to be breaking this off at eight, or do I need to go at nine? And then once he starts to figure out where he's at, then you start saying, oh. When he made that catch down the sideline, you know, one, you know, really big catch. And then, you know, he does other things. You're like, oh, we start to see him more often. Then that's what you see, you know, your return on your investment. So I think the biggest thing with Coach Rule and those guys is it's no different than you're recruiting high school kids. You have to know what you're looking for and you have to know what you think that you can get out of them based on knowing and understanding what you're looking for. Don't just, you know, it's kind of like me sometimes if I go to the store and I'm hungry. I don't really need, need cookies, and but I'm gonna get them anyways. But then, you, then but so don't just because you think you need a pass rusher, don't get them if you're not gonna use them. Be, you know, because you got to evaluate. Especially, your the, especially a guy that needs to be on the field doing what he does well to help you. Well, like I mean, yeah, like Oshan came to put pressure on quarterbacks. That's how he was gonna yeah. help you, and then you get him here and to not allow him to do the thing. Well, it's a little bit on both though, because O'Shawn probably needed to put more effort into learning everything as well. Because because at the end of the day, you're just a diamond dozen when you go to the league. When he mm-hmm. walks in that locker room, he is he, not. he's not he's not Von Miller, he's not um, like Bosa, because he hadn't done anything yet. So there's guys that are up there in the league that already have they know how to get to the quarterback. So you might have to kick down and play a five technique to get on the field in a speed package. If you want a really good example, Justin Tuck, who I when I was with the Giants, we ran we he was the he he was the R four or R five and I was the L five. He he was a D, he was running, but you know what it he he got a couple plays at defensive end. Then they went to the speed package when they had Strahan, OC, him, and uh Tof, you know, seventy one, and that was their NASCAR package. And then he was rushing inside. But then what did he do? He became so effective inside that when Ray Strahan retired, he went in and then he became a pretty good sack artist on the outside. And now he played well at the Raiders and then everything was accentuated. So with that being said, you you have to know how to do more, but it's also a relationship between the player and coach to do it. And, and, and you know, just, you know, at times you saw some good things and, um, you know, and, and some stuff in that. But that's also some of the things that you need to make sure that you're articulating. You know, if I was in the transfer portal, and I'm Oshan. I, I want to, you know, tell, I want to see the whole playbook. I want to watch you see. I want to see some. Tell me exactly how I'm going to play. That. So why isn't that one? You can't share information until you, until you have ownership of said players' rights, right? I mean, you're not going to share. You're not going to go through and give a potential player in the transfer portal access to what you do and and film study, but you can test the IQ. You can test the awareness. You can do that. But also, I mean, we we have a TV here. If we're sitting in here and you, you and Austin are the coaches, you know, it's your job to sell. If you want me to, you're trying to get me to come to Nebraska because I got options. Right. And I, and I'm sure they did this, but I'm just talking about just, we're talking in this room and you're saying, okay, Jay, you're a middle linebacker. This is, this is our, you know, this is our basic front. This is what we run. 
60% of the time. We're in nickel defense, 4-2-5. Okay, this is – What do you see? What, what do you – What do you – You're asking me what do I see. Then I'm – Then, then okay, this is what we see you doing. Okay, this is our – You know, we have – you know, our middle linebacker and our base defense plays here. This is where you play in nickel. This is where our Will or Sam plays in base, and this is where you play in nickel. And, okay, this is our cover three. Everybody runs cover three. Everybody runs cover two. Everybody runs cover four. So this is what you, you talk about that. So I can see it. So, okay, I can see that. Is that being done in full all the time is, to your knowledge? Cause, I, don't, I hope so. I mean, because, I think, because in the recruiting process, like it's a dating process, so you don't want to get too deep. Yeah, I don't think it's done with somebody, with, right? Because then no. it's like, well, why are you pressing? Like I don't like – I didn't vibe with this dude right. because he was asking me a lot of questions about yeah. stuff that, quite frankly – most high school or lower level football players don't, don't they're care. not prepared no. for Nebraska level defensive verbiage no. and schemes. No. So it's a different it's a different type of recruiting process. But is that is it but isn't that why coaches are are going into the transfer portal rather than getting high school it, seniors? In, in theory, in theory, you're going to get guys that have played before. Or that are that have been that are essentially you you're going it's like a year of prep school. Mm-hmm. Right. In reality, you're not because a lot of these guys that haven't played, they they haven't gotten any practice reps. So you're all you're di- all you're doing is getting a guy that's been on a college campus a year or two years. He's learned at least how much time it's going to take him to study. He's yeah. learned how to maneuver a college campus. Guys that haven't played. Now, look, when you get a Trey Palmer or somebody like that, you know that he's played a while. You know, like Casey Thompson, you know, he's played and essentially started. Now, that's different. Now you could really get to him and really because that's Casey. He wants to dive into the details. Um, now when you're recruiting, I'm assuming high school kids. They're, the high school kids are getting here and they're they want they you, you probably spend eighty percent of the time telling them how great they are because that's all they want to hear. Isn't that just <laughs> like I mean, that's, but that's all they've been told? Though. Like that's the like that's the deep one that Saban once said that the difference between a power five recruit and a a a a, a pack of five recruit is the IQ. The IQ in that room, like yeah. that there are those that are hungry right. for information and who have seeked it out and those who have simply just been good enough just and nobody's by. ever had to work them. And he goes, right. yeah, no, you, you headed to South Carolina because I can't, I don't have the time for you to have that talent and not the IQ. Yeah, or the work ethic. Or the work ethic. Yeah. So that line is there. I do want to – it came up in conversation earlier, and I, I need to ask you about it, and we can start the conversation here, and then we'll get into it later. Um, but what's the the talent level difference? So let's say he's a senior in high school. What is the talent – and be, let's be specific and let's say linebacker. What's the talent level difference between a, a linebacker who is destined for – Nebraska Wesleyan versus Nebraska Kearney versus Nebraska Lincoln. What's the talent level difference between yeah. like a high school linebacker who projects to Nebraska? Yeah. Is that is that size? All yeah. the all those boxes? Is it IQ? Is it yeah. work ethic? What is it? What's generally the difference pro- between I mean, Nebraska Lincoln and Nebraska Kearney? It's usually size or speed, you know or perceived speed. Um, now, granted, you, you'll see a lot of guys that are really good players in um, that might be an inch or two too short. You know, you can't change that. Um, but they're a heck of a football players. I mean, you know, I talked about London Fletcher yesterday. 
There, everybody in America missed on him, mm-hmm. including Nebraska, mm-hmm. Alabama, and everybody. So everybody mm-hmm. just took that L. Yep. Um, so that's what it could come down to, or it could, or or it could be a size thing to where, say, and the thing that hurts some kids in Nebraska, if Nebraska doesn't offer you, then it, then everybody's are lazy recruiters and like, well, if Nebraska ain't offered them, we're not going to offer them. But then as soon as Nebraska offers them, we're going to offer them. So a little bit is on the laziness, but then a little bit of it is, you know, the projection of how bigger, faster, stronger they they can get. Some of it's by frame and some of it's by size. And then you look at how he plays and the competition, I guess. I mean, I'm not a big, big thing to, you know, like, you know, where you're from does kind of can project it, you know. But I think it's also down to the individual. Because I remember this. Uh, I know Kenny was talking about um, Zane Flores and Matt Verzal telling him about it. I remember um, I was doing a speech out in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska and hearing about Drew Ott. And he was an eight-man football player. And he was like a, it was like Paul Bunyan. Everywhere you went, I mean, obviously they knew I was a former Nebraska player. They were like, you seen him? This is Nis. He was a really good basketball player. I mean, just flat out off the chains in football, eight man football. But when I and I was so happened to see him play, I remember leaving four or five messages down there with Bo Pelini, like, look, dude, this is this is this is one of the best athletes I didn't see, dude. I said, homeboy is put together. He's vicious. He's explosive. Uh, yeah, he plays eight man, but I mean. The way he's playing football, it doesn't matter. And they were and the biggest thing on knock on him, he played eight man. Well, then he was a thorn in Nebraska side for two or three years, and unfortunately for him, uh, he blew out his ACL. And then you know, kind of hurt his uh, NFL you know career. But you know, and another thing where you know I, I saw Noah Fant play in the state tournament basketball, and I saw him go get up and down the floor and do things as far as like running pass patterns to get the ball and then dunk on people. And Mike Riley wanted to look at him as a defensive end. I would say we want you to be a tight end. And he ends up going top twelve. So, you know, I think just to kind of it's it's I always say it's an eye of the beholder. Um and, you know, you gotta be able to look at guys that, you know, fairly and honestly, no matter where they're from. Um I know growing up when Jim Wacker came into Minnesota from TCU, you know, oddly enough, he brought in Kevin Sumlin and all those guys as assistant coaches, I don't know who was all on the staff and they were, they wanted to, they were constantly going down to Texas. That's all they wanted is Texas guys, Texas guys. And now for every, um, Chris, Chris Darkins that they had, who ended up being a decent running back at Minnesota, there was 10 other guys that couldn't play dead. Well, what you, what happened was as the, that as the college football landscape changed and high school football changed in Minnesota, um, you start to get better athletes. You start to get bigger. You lost, you lost ten years of recruiting. You know what I mean. So that's the Jay Foremans, the James Laronitis's, uh, all the other guys that went on other places and do stuff. You know what I mean. The uh, Walkerly Ashley Juniors and all these guys that go different places. Um, and 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 it's, then that's in the that's in the I could say that's in the foundation of your water, right? Like Frank Ragno, right? The starting center in the NFL. He's from Minnesota, right? So. But his, I think, uncle was in high school when I was and got overlooked. You know what I mean? So that's so these are the type of things that can happen when you're not coming and evaluating local talent. And, when, and that's how you get a guy that might go to North Dakota State. Look at, you know, uh, Gobbert that plays for um, Philly. Mm-hmm. How do you miss on him? He went to South Dakota State. Minnesota had to miss on him. Nebraska did, and certainly Iowa did. Because he's a superior athlete. 
He's an NFL All-Pro player. Uh, folks missed on Lance. You missed on right. like there's a whole you're, 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 train uh, of quarterbacks that right. skipped I mean, Trey, the Trey, whole process. Yeah, Trey, well, yeah, Trey Lance is from. Um, I think uh, is he from Marshall or is he from um, where the where the Vikings used to have training camp? Right. Yep, Marshall. Yeah, he's from Marshall. I mean, that's right. Literally missed it. Missed like, it right there. Swinging a miss. Right. So like, I mean, it's just all all about where what where you're projecting what you like and. Um, you know the the guys that continue and really fall really like recruiting, and not just say it. Generally, do a good job. Yeah. Really do a good I, job. I, I want to. We'll put a pause there. We'll come back. We'll go a little bit further into it because I've seen in different places where the big universities find a feeder system, local and convenient that they can work with, in in a mission to develop the next level and generation of players i'll ask you that sitting here in lincoln nebraska why wouldn't nebraska partner with carney and omaha and well uh, uh, that was a joke uh <laughs> and yeah. wesleyan to run similar systems to, to to be a feeder system for late bloomers hard workers and gamers to get knowledge and move up to the big program we'll talk about that with jay Foreman when we come back Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.